This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pissed off. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick Foles. it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. And welcome back and good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to us. You are listening to the almost world famous Wide Open Sports Cast. We are broadcasting on Saturday, May 11th. And my name is Feds, and joining me as always is my good friend, Mr. Rick Hool. Rick, how are you doing over there? Doing good, man. How are you? Dude, we're one away from our 50th episode. Yeah, we should probably do something special with that. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, that's definitely going to have to be a uh, two-hour special on there and get as many guests in as we can. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to see who wants to actually talk to us. <laughs> well, uh, we got the goose is MIA right now for Mother's Day. He said that he was going out tonight. Um, he'd, he'd be pretty proud of my bets right now lately, though. I've, I've been hitting a lot of MLS games lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Thankfully, I did not pull the trigger today on. I was looking at the Red Bulls FC Dallas game. It was Red Bulls on the road, basically playing their B team. And I was like, I love FC Dallas. I love FC Dallas. Red Bulls won 3-1, and I did not make the bet. Oh. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I was happy about that. Um, yeah, I haven't really been betting this this recently. I don't know why. I just kind of just... I, and I was doing fine. It wasn't like I'm avoiding it because I was on a losing streak. But I just haven't put any bets in recently. Now, let me ask you this. The over-under in Vegas, I saw as a joke, of the amount of kills Grey Worm is going to get in tomorrow's Game of Thrones episode is set at 753. Are you taking the over or under there? 753. I'm taking under. And how would that even be able to be count? I know. It, it was like a joke thing. It was like one of those like spoof things. Where like, oh, Vegas set the line at 753 kills for Grey Worm. Yeah, so speaking of that, I have not been too impressed with this season. I was going to lead off with that before we got into the actual talk because there's been a lot of people who've been saying that. What do you think? Tell me why. Well, I, I think the main reason is because everything, it just seems so condensed and rushed because everything is in six episodes. Yes, a couple of those episodes are an hour and 20 minutes or maybe a little bit longer, but still, everything just seems so rushed. Like like the the Battle of the North there. I don't. Is that what it's called? I don't even know if that's what it was called. The Long but, Night. Long night, thank you. The long night. That that could have been like two episodes at least, maybe even leading into the third episode. You know, like that a lot of detail could have been added there. And I, I know a lot of people will complain. I've never read the books. This isn't a book, but I've never read the books, but it happens a lot where a lot of detail isn't put in, like anything else, like all the Harry Potter fans right. that about that. But I, I felt at least that could have been a lot longer, a lot more detail could have put could have been put in there everything just feels so rushed and condensed and i don't know the last episode better be like uh like the greatest fucking thing 
I but, heard that tomorrow's episode is like the episode. Like that's well, going to be like the main one. Well, it makes sense. Usually with the season only being six episodes, usually like the in in the in this case the fourth episode normally it was like the seventh or the eighth episode was the big episode. So it makes sense. So hopefully it'll be good, but um you you know actually would what would have been really cool what? yes for tomorrow for Mother's Day. Uh, by the way, happy Mother's Day, early Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, we would have had game sevens in NBA, three different game sevens. We, I think we could have had a game seven in the NHL. It's final day of Premier League and Game of Thrones, all in one day. We still have a few game sevens, and we do have Game of Thrones, but it could have been a lot more. I wouldn't say a lot more, but more. What a Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom, sitting on the couch all day. Yeah, right? Are you, are you, the, uh, are you the type of uh, son? I don't know if you ever did this for your mom, but on Mother's Day, I mean, obviously, yes, there, there is some pampering. My mom wasn't always about it, but yes, there, was some pamp- there is some pampering. But did you ever bring your mom breakfast in bed on Mother's Day? Maybe like once or twice when we lived at home. So I did it once uh, to my mom when I was like nine years old. Which I, at the time I didn't realize my mom hates breakfast, so I thought I was like being like this all nice kid. So I, I put the I put the tray down in front of her, and she's like, "Oh, thank you," and I sat there, and she was like barely touching it. I was like, "Is something wrong?" She's like, "I normally don't eat at this hour." I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it!" <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Oh yeah, yeah. It was definitely the thought that counts. So it was just like. I could have just ate, made these toast and eggs for myself and call it a day. But, yeah, a couple of big games coming up, man. Yeah, um, two big Game 7s tomorrow and arguably the Game 7 of Game of Thrones tomorrow as well. Um, so let's get into those Game 7s tomorrow. We have two Game 7s in the NBA. First, we have the Portland Trailblazers. We'll be taking on the Denver Nuggets, and we also have tomorrow the Toronto Raptors will be taking on the 76ers in two Game 7s to see who will await uh, the next round. The Blazers and Nuggets play at 3.30. The Sixers and Raptors play at 7. Um, looking at Nuggets-Blazers, are we going to see some Dame time tomorrow? What do you think? Well, I feel like we really haven't seen it lately. They've lost three in a row. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two two out of three. Sorry. Not three in a row. They won the last one to make it a game seven. But the two previous games before that, I mean, it was 124 to 98. And then it was 116-112. Game four was a lot closer, but game five was a blowout. Uh, I'm thinking Denver is moving on, man. Uh, which I don't think the NBA as a business would really like because I think Portland is a better fan base and a more attracted to bat- basketball than the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals against Golden State. Now, it, I mean, I don't think it will matter. I think Golden State is going to win, even though the time, like, it's really coming to an end. It, like, with everything that's spiraling around Golden State, everything's coming to an end. I, I think... The Denver Nuggets are going to pull off the big win, the big game seven next week or tomorrow. I definitely agree with you saying that the NBA definitely could want a different uh, 
outcome and want the Blazers because you get Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum in the next round. Yeah. And that would be great to see Dame versus Steph Curry and remains to see if KD is going to come back from a strained calf. Uh, and obviously the Nuggets, uh, Nikola Jokic is just a machine. The, the difference in that series is the Blazers just do not have an answer for him. Yeah, I mean, having a big man like that is it, – it, it's weird. You, It's it's very an, uh, seesaw-type debate. Is it good to have, like, a big man like that, yes and no? I mean, normally people will say yes, but there there are the people who are like, every, it's a three-point shooting game. I guess he can do that as well, but he can also rebound and block as well. So it's nice to have that, that good mix of Nikola in the center there. I, w- I would kind of like to see – the Nuggets, you know, reminder of back in the day uh, when they had Billups for a little bit, they had Mello. Like, that was a pretty strong Nuggets team there that they had for a little bit. Um, but definitely, I would like to see the Blazers, but I think it's difficult, especially I feel like just any time any team goes to Denver for any Game 7 or anything like that, whatever sport it is, it's a difficult game to win. Yeah, no, it it is. Um Obviously, you got to put the elevation factor in there. Is I, I don't know. Like, does that really matter in a indoor game? I, I I don't know. I don't know. Science me here. I I, th- I think I remember some people talking about it with the Blazers saying it did have an effect. I remember the what was it two thousand one when we played the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup. I remember the Devil saying that it definitely was a thing with the elevation. Okay. So it is possible, but even still, regardless, like you're a professional athlete, you'll find a way. Yeah, all these fucking, all these fucking professional athletes are making so much money. They should have some sort of elevation training. Put on that like stupid bane mask that people wear at the uh, gym and run around. Oh, you think that the elevation is your ally? <laughs> yeah. Um. It, and then you're looking at the other series. You got the Raptors and the Sixers. Now, a lot of people are saying that the Sixers were dead and out of the water. You had that dreadful Game 5 and Beat and Simmons nowhere to be found. And then they kind of come back to life a little bit in Game 6. But I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be very hard to win that game in the North. Yeah, um, this one, I this is kind of a coin flip. Because it's... I the these teams are overall at least on their first line for through both both teams very well balanced. I think Toronto is definitely the better team overall. Yeah. I I I can't give I can give more of a guarantee for the Nuggets to win than I can for either or the Sixers or the Raptors. It's been a fun that it's been one of the best series I've seen in a long time. The the Sixers Raptors series. Yes. I haven't I haven't fully watched basketball playoffs until until this point this consistently when it comes to the Sixers and the Raptors. It's been fun games. No, I I definitely hard. agree. That's been such a fun series. Yeah, and they're hard to bet on. Like I feel like I, I don't know if there's a stat on this. I'm sure there's I'm sure the Vegas stats are showing they're coming out ahead most of the time on these games. Now, who do you think's going to be, if we're going to take a look at both game sevens, who's your player to watch? Like, who's your X factor going in to um, the game sevens tomorrow? 
Well, I I would have to say Embiid has to show up huge for uh for the Sixers. Um, I think he is definitely going to be the the guy as well as I mean, you know, you have a good team when essentially Jimmy Butler is your fourth best player at the time. Yes. So I mean that, and that's an amazing. That's a, a complete compliment to that team. That's it's an amazing team. But he he also needs to show up pretty big as well. Now for the Raptors, I think it's pretty obvious who needs to show up for that. I mean their their leader needs to come out ahead every single time and dominate that. Uh, I mean, if Kawhi doesn't show up, then then it's completely over for them. Now, going back to the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets, I I, I feel like we we talked about this already, but uh, Djokovic definitely Djokovic. I mean, and for the for the Blazers, I feel like. Willard obviously needs to show up, but they're a pretty well balanced team. So that they're the most how do I say fluent throughout, I feel like. They're 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 the they're what my my <laughs> I I had a I had a childhood friend, Danny Shaw, and his father would coach intramural basketball. He would be his he would be his father's wet dream. Just how they play, how how great they play together, one hundred percent would be their his wet dream. So I feel like Portland doesn't necessarily need a single person to show up, but if they have a a group of guys play a decent game, then I think they'll get through. But I, game of some, zones, the Lord of Lighthearted Chemistry. Yeah, and I I just don't see that happening though. Again, I just think the Nuggets are too good. Now, turning our attention back to the East Game 7, the Raptors and the Sixers. Yep. More likely to happen for the loser. Whose departure do you think is more likely to happen for the loser? If the Sixers lose, will this be Brett Brown's last game in charge of the Sixers? Or if the Raptors lose, will this be Kawhi's last game in Toronto? What is more likely to happen to the loser? Like, what's the more likely person to leave if their team loses? That's a great question. That is, is a really good Because I know so many people are so sick of Brett Brown. This Every time I turn on the Fanatic and so many people, even before the season, before the postseason started, so many Sixer fans here in the Philadelphia area were going, um, if the Sixers don't at least make the Eastern Conference Finals, Brett Brown has to go. Yeah, I, I mean, but do I see that happening? Uh, not exactly yet, to be perfectly honest. I wouldn't say he has the most secure job security, but he he's he should be fine. I don't see him losing his job right away. I would see more uh, Kawhi leaving to go to a different location. Uh do I think it's going to be the Lakers? No, not not with all the going around their front office right now, which is you see I, like I, the ten person protest. It wasn't a ten person. It, it was bigger than that. I mean, it wasn't 
it wasn't the biggest protest, but it was a it was a big protest. What my favorite video I saw from that was a was a video of a Suns fan, a Phoenix Suns fan showed up. It was kind of out there, and he, and he made a video. He was like, uh, "Being a Suns fan, I know what they're going through. It feels good to see another team go through what I go through, but I'm also kind of here for support." But I'm also here just to enjoy this. <laughs> that's, that's hysterical. That's actually great. Um, so speaking of the Lakers in the West, um, obviously last night the Warriors closed out the Rockets. Steph had zero points in the first half and was on the bench at the end of the half with 3,000 and broke out for 30-something points. Dude, the Rockets last year, all right, so, yeah, maybe they get by if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt and the refs, yada, 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 yada. Yo, the, the Rockets have zero excuse now. Zero excuse for why they lost this series. You're, even though you're down 3-2, you were at full strength this time. You're saying, well, if we had Chris Paul, we beat him last year. You had Chris Paul, and you didn't beat him. And the Warrior team they lost to was weaker than the team they had last year. And not to mention the fact that Kevin Durant was hurt. Like, I I, I feel like this has to be the sign now for the Rockets, where, like, when the Clippers, they had all those pushes and they tried to get close for so long and then it didn't work, they just blew up the project. I think that's got to come time now for the Rockets because that's... (laughs) Two years in a row, you've run into the Warriors and lost. And really, you can't blame anyone else but yourself this year. You really can't. I mean, I, I felt like this was coming. And, and I agree. There's there's nothing to say. It, it's, it's just literally Golden State is just too good throughout. Is I mean, even when one of your big guys is having an off night, you have another guy that's going to have a big night. So there's nothing really to combat that. So you double-team Clay, well, Steph is open. You double-team Steph, well, KD is open. So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I I agree. I think last year, if they did have Chris Paul, there, it would have been a little bit more competitive. But, I mean, I don't know. It's a disappointment, man. I really, I mean, I'm sure everyone in the NBA that is not a Golden State fan would really want Golden State to finally lose one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I wouldn't say they haven't been humbled before. They got humbled by by the Cleveland Cavaliers a few years ago against LeBron James. But, I mean, LeBron James is not the same LeBron James. He can't play a full season anymore because of his knee injuries and his other issues. So and, and the Lakers are just a disaster, and that that's why I meant by his other other issues. Yeah, but I, man, I I feel like I'm just rambling and saying nonsense, but everyone knows it's it's a shame. It's a real shame. They they should have should have woulda coulda, but they couldn't. Is D'Antoni in trouble? See, I don't even know if it's, like, Dan Tony's fault. Or if it's just the team and the fact that the Warriors are that good. I Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't say Dan Tony should get fired over this. I mean, is it is it kind of – is it upsetting? Hell yeah, it's upsetting. 
Should he get fired over this? I, I don't think so. I would see him walking. I would see him quitting before I would see him getting fired. Mm-hmm. I, I've been wrong before. I can see it again. I, but I seriously doubt he's in trouble. Now, what about Brad uh, Stevens and the Celtics? Dude, the Celtics, man, they're, they're another one. Kyrie has completely disappeared. Ever when Paul, when the Celtics won Game One, and Paul Pierce said the series is over, the Celtics went and lost four straight. Yeah, you see those. Uh, <laughs> you see those. Uh, <laughs> the missing signs. <laughs> missing signs for Paul Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I um. How, what can I say? I think we said it earlier on in the year. That they just look lost. Like they, it's like they they have the talent, but the talent can't play good together. And it's it's not like they need to be anywhere good where it's like Portland Trailblazers good play together. But it at times it was they were an emotional team. So when they are on their highs, they had their highs. But then they got low and they 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 went down low. But Way the Bucks too inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, but the Bucks. I mean, Giannis is the new LeBron. The one one hundred percent. Like if 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 it's not proven by now, Giannis is one hundred percent the new LeBron. So, with him being the new LeBron, at at say the LeBron stage when LeBron was originally a Cleveland Cavalier, not the second or however many times he's been a Cleveland Cavalier. When he was originally a Cleveland Cavalier, he was incredibly dominant. And he that's definitely Giannis right, right now. now. That that is definitely Giannis right now, dude. The, he literally is the Greek freak, and the Bucks are back in the Eastern Conference Final for the first time since the early two thousands. And I mean, how can you not make this Bucks team right now the favorite in the East? Oh, one hundred percent. I, 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 I feel like I, I'm talking about I'm talking about the Greek freak like I am LeBron a couple years ago. Greek, the Greek freak. If he, if he stays like this, I mean, he he could go on a finals run like LeBron did for a long time. So, I I would say, hopefully the Bucks can stay there. I, he said he's wanted to stay there, but let's see if they have the money to keep him there and to give him a good team around him. But yeah, welcome to just, the NBA. No loyalty. <laughs> true, true. Now speaking of loyalty. Last thing on the NBA, the Kyrie situation. Yeah. The reports are that the doors have opened for him possibly reuniting with LeBron in L.A. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, he, he could definitely reunite with LeBron in L.A., and I'm sure the two of them would really love it. But does Kyrie really want to go to the Lakers right now, the shit show that is the Lakers right now? Like, I never thought I would say this in my life of – how disorganized the Lakers right now. They feel like the Arizona Coyotes of, of the NBA. Arguably the two biggest franchises in the NBA, the Lakers and the Knicks, are both places no one wants to go. Yeah. Well, I would see Kyrie. I, I can actually see Kyrie going to the Knicks because the Knicks, what draft pick uh, do they have? The draft is actually the. Let me see when the lotto is. I know the lotto is coming up soon because they were talking about it today. Because they were talking about the impact of um, Zion in the Garden. 
But the it, Vegas odds favorite right now is Brooklyn, actually, for Kyrie as the favorite right now. Well, I, honestly, that would probably be an amazing fit for him. Brooklyn's got two max contracts. Brooklyn's got two max contracts. Uh, it's close to home in New Jersey. I I can't 100% see Ky, uh, Kyrie Irving going to Brooklyn. And you're not playing for the Knicks. You're not playing for the Knicks. Well, it's it's weird. The Nets look better than the Knicks. I mean, that's not saying much. I feel like that even when they made that horrible trade at times, they looked way better than the Knicks. But, yeah, the, the Knicks just have this stigma over them that they cannot get over, which is so odd in, in any major sport when a major team has that, that bad of a stigma I mean, all the way up to the front front office, all the way up to the owner. The owner doesn't care about the Knicks. He just wants to play bass for his stupid cover band. Yeah, dude. Do- Dolan has zero idea. I don't. That's my thing. Like, who in their right mind right now would want to go to the Knicks? I I really don't know. Like, people are saying, oh, Kyrie and KD are gonna go there and team up with Zion, and the Knicks are gonna be the new power in the East. That place is a shit show. Um, and when you look at Brooklyn. They're a very young team with a lot of promise, and it's not the yeah. Knicks. I think, yeah, I think it would be better for KD and Kyrie to go to the Nets than the Knicks right at the moment. What, which, I, I would 110% agree with you on that. Which is completely bonkers. Now, but, we know that Kawhi, if he's going to go to L.A., he's going to the Clippers. So if he does leave, the Clippers are actually favored to land him over the Lakers because, like you said, same thing. Who would have thought? Whoever would have thought in our lifetime, with us growing up, with our childhood being the Lake Show with Kobe, Shaq, and our tests when they had Steve Nash for a little bit of time, and all those great Laker teams that we grew up with, and now here we are saying. No one wants to go to the Lakers. Whoever th- would have thought that would have happened. Well, I mean, we had that early experience, too, with the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Knicks had Irving. That was that was a huge spot to go to. especially. the Knicks still only had one finals. They only had one finals, but they were a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, people wanted to play for them. I, at least I think. I think people would have wanted to play for them. They would rather would have played for them than the Clippers. Yeah, now now the Clippers are the spot they want to be in L.A., which is crazy. That was the the mayor of Los Angeles actually declared L.A. a Clippers city right now, like in an official statement. <laughs> I mean, I I believe that. I mean, it's I'm sure that's not necessarily a popular vote, but it's the right vote. Yeah, 100. percent I would definitely go with that. Um, so that's our chat for the NBA. And again, you can add in your input. You can find us at, at uh, wide open underscore sports on Twitter. And don't forget to find the wide open sports cast on class, <laughs> the wide open sports cast on SoundCloud, Google play iTunes and tune in. So from that, let's jump into the other round of playoffs we have going right now. The NHL playoffs where we have two conference finals underway. We have the Bruins going up against the very surprising Carolina Hurricanes. The Bruins won the first game 5-2 up in Boston. 
And then we have at 8 o'clock tonight, we have game one of the Sharks and the Blues. And, Rick, I know we talked about this on our last episode, about how much we're just loving the NHL playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy Carolina is made it to this point, but I definitely feel like the, the end has come for them. Uh, right now, just because of playoff experience, I feel like the Bruins are a shoo-in for the Cup, which would be, I wouldn't say awful, but that would not be my, uh, that's the favorite, but that wouldn't be my We're going to see that effing kid again with the poster. <laughs> the fucking kid with the poster. No, he's going to have two stupid golden bees on his poster. Ugh. If the it's Bruins gonna- win, we will have three of the four major sport trophy holders in one city. Because you'll have the Red Sox, current holding World Series champions. you got mm-hmm. freaking New England, the Patriots, and then you would have the Bruins. So that'd be three major sports trophies in one city. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing time to be a Boston fan. 100%. If you were a full-on Boston fan, you'd be absolutely loving yourself. But you only, you only love the Red Sox. You're still loving that. Maybe not the Red Sox this season, but you, you're loving that. You're Dude, like, watch out! They're 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 two games over 500 now. They're on a roll. They've they've had the best ERA since um, the end of April, and they're like nine and one in their last ten. They're they're finally figuring it out. Like Mookie's figured it out. The Sox are coming, baby. Yeah, I'm happy for you. But it, but it, but anyway, um, if Carolina pulls this off. It would it would probably be one of the best upsets of the year. I'm not gonna say all time. 100 percent not gonna say all time. But better than the Blue Jackets sweeping the Lightning. Yo, I want to rant about this. The Blue Jackets are the <laughs> the Blue Jackets are the worst franchise in in many major sports history. All right, they're, go. They're the least successful franchise in any series. The fucking Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, they got they got knocked out in the first round this year. But last year, they actually made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. This year, they finally won a series. They won one. And then they blew it against Boston multiple times where Boston won 4-2 overall in the games. But not only that, they made so many all-or-nothing trades this year. All-or-nothing trades. They didn't sign anyone. If you really, if you really think that a lot, a lot of those players are gonna set, are gonna stay, Bobrovsky, do you really think Bobrovsky's gonna stay? No, I'd no way. Panarin, hell, why the hell wouldn't you try to sign him again? One a Vesna winning goaltender, a goaltender that with the with the Flyers didn't add up to nothing, but went to Columbus and blew out. Still is a great goalie. Played great in the playoffs. Yeah, he he lost one or two weak goals, but everything else, he he did an amazing job. Even at the goals that he, he let up, definitely was not his fault. Nothing he could do. Definitely. Now let's see here. Ready? Blue Jackets free agents. Yeah. Bobrovsky, Panarin, Duchesne, McQuaid, uh, Kincaid. <laughs> For us Devils fans, but there's arguably three of your best players right there: Bobrovsky, Panner, and Duchesne. And they're only going to be able to sign one of them, and it better, they better try to sign Bob. But 
I don't think Bob wants to stay. <laughs> I really don't think Bob wants to stay. If they were to give him a ridiculous contract, then hell yeah, he would stay. But they're not get, they're not going to be able to give him that contract. So the Columbus Blue Jackets, I pull I pull for them, even though we're we're in the Eastern Conference final or Eastern Conference as New Jersey Devils fans. I pull for them. They're kind of like the Browns for me. Like I want the Browns to do well to legitimize the AFC North as me being a Steelers fan. Right. Because, I mean, now it's kind of looking scary how good they might be. But still the Browns, still shit could happen. Back to NHL, I mean, Columbus, they should be way more successful than they are. They have a great coach in torts. They have great players. They traded for Duchesne, which should have been a cherry on top of what they had there. Turns out it wasn't. Yeah, they slept. Yeah, good job. You slept the Tampa Bay Lightning. That, that should not have happened. You should not have swept the Tampa Bay Lightning. I wouldn't doubt that you would win because you have a lot of talent on your team, but you should not. No way you should give up all those goals to Boston with the amount of talent that's on your team and with the amount of success that's possible there. It's such bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> First, they're the worst. They are worse. Okay, I'm not going to say the worst of the Browns. Let me let me back up. They're the second worst franchise in in professional sports. Browns, they were the worst. Maybe not anymore, but they were the worst. Columbus, they're teetering on if they are the worst or not. Because they should have so much success. There are other teams out there, like the Sacramento Kings. You're not ex- expecting success out of them with their current lineup. A couple years, maybe, but it's a hard team to get that going. Columbus has everything going for them right now, and they blew it. So fuck Columbus. And that is Rick's rant of the day. Um, I mean, it definitely has to be disappointing um, for, for to make all those moves and to pull off that upset, to sweep the most successful team in the NHL regular season history, to have that. I don't, I don't think... After Game Three, the Blue Jackets had a lead. Like I'm being dead honest, I don't think after Game Three the Blue Jackets had a lead in the series, like in any game. Uh, I'm not too sure. I can check the box scores there, but I don't really feel like doing that right now. Uh, I just don't think Boston's good. I I mean, not to take any credit away from Boston, Boston is good. They are a very sound team. They're probably one of the most rounded teams in the NHL. And they have veteran status there that can bring them to the Stanley Cup, if not win the Stanley Cup. So it's in a way understandable, but I, I, I feel like it's so unforgiven. After all these years, after the past five years, they've been to the playoffs like three times. They should have got. They should have at least won more than one series. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But anyway, let's go over to the West Conference. Is Pete DeBoer going to do it? Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be a tough task for the Sharks. The Blues, dude, are just... I feel like the Blues are almost a team of destiny. Well, last year, I, I talked about the Blues a lot, comparing them to Vegas. Because the Blues were the only other expansion team to make it to the Stanley Cup. And... and did they win? I... 
I should have this memorized because I talked about him so much. But yeah, the, the Blues, Blues made it. They did not. The the Blues are a a cavalcade of failure <laughs> as a franchise. They've had so they've had so many good players come through that. Brett Hull, Wayne Gretzky, the the list goes on. But they have not made it that far. They they have not won the Stanley Cup yet. I think the Blues' time has come. I think the memes of the Blues are going to end this year. I do not think Pierre DeBoer is going to win another four to three series. He did it twice this year. Mm-hmm. This series is likely to go to that, but yeah, because even just the amount that that takes out of you, you know, seven game series after seven game series. Well, I mean, the Blues, they did a 4-2 series and a 4-3 series. So, I mean, they have one less game behind them, which at this point in the Stanley Cup, I don't think is, is like, going to matter. They're, they're both in, in playoff form where they're tired, but they're giving it all. So, I, I think Pierre DeBoer, the big thing about Pierre DeBoer is – he does not change his strategy. No, he's the strategy, and that and that was one that was the main reason why the Devils fired him a few years ago. But he is finding a lot of success with the San Jose Sharks and is doing very well with them. So, do I think they're going to win? Uh, this is this series is more of a throw up than the Eastern Conference. The yeah, Eastern you Con- definitely have to give the favor to the Bruins in the East. Yeah, this uh, I I agree. With you, I, actually, I don't know. I forget if you said this, but I think the Blues are gonna win this. I think the overall score is gonna be four-two Blues, and in the other series, it's gonna be four-one Boston. Yeah, it's dude. The, 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 the between the amount of stuff that the Blues went through, being from dead last, you know, almost like literally at the midway point of the season to where they are now in the Western Conference Final is unheard of, and. Sometimes when you look at teams like that, you know, they have some good pieces with Tarasenko, and I feel like he's been an important part of that franchise for a while. And obviously you got the same thing with the Sharks. You still have Logan Couture still there, and you still have Burns. Like, both teams, I feel like, have players that really deserve it for sticking with their franchises. Yeah. They they didn't get up and leave and go somewhere. I mean, obviously the Sharks with uh, Carlson – made a great move there and uh my fault did not mean uh logan couture i meant uh thornton thornton is somehow still there <laughs> yeah um but the couture too couture is there um th- eric carlson was definitely a great pickup for them and hurdle is a good part of that franchise too my heart wants the sharks like i, I call it weird but I've always kind of had, like, a spot where I want to see the teams that I've ever seen in my first professional sporting events do well. So, like, my first Devils game was Devils against the Sharks. Really? Yeah. So, like, I like seeing the – obviously, even though my Western Coast team is the Predators, I like seeing the Sharks do well. Basketball, I like seeing the Timberwolves do well. My first ever basketball game was the Nets against the Timberwolves. You know, huh. Call it a weird little thing. You know, I guess it's just childhood memories remembering my first ever professional sporting events. You know, actually, I don't 
think I remember what my first Devils game was. But also, also I don't remember that in 95, uh, my parents brought me, uh, me and my sister, my sister and I, I should say, my sister and I to the Stanley Cup parade in 95. And I was outside Commonwealth Airlines Arena chanting Nashville sucks because of the rumors that Nashville got an expansion team, but the rumor was the Devils were moving to Tennessee. Yeah, and then the, the, when Nashville got the Predators, it was like the biggest relief heard around the state. Yeah, I don't remember that, but that was a story that both my parents told me all the time, that my mom was absolutely horrified that I'm saying Nashville sucks as a three-year-old. My uh, my first but, my first hockey game was Devil Sharks. My first basketball game was Nets Timberwolves. My first football game was Jets and Raiders. And then my first baseball game was a Mets game. But the first time I saw the Red Sox is I saw the Red Sox play the Orioles. My first Eagles game, I saw the Eagles play the Cowboys. I went to the Subway Series with my dad uh, in 2000. So that that was probably the first one of the first games I remembered. First game that I became a Devils fan was actually it when when they're in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2000 against against the Dallas Stars. It's it's like really the first thing I vividly remember. Yeah, we it was zero zero going to the devil double overtime and the Dallas Stars won in in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's for some reason the the Devils losing was one of my favorite games. And because it was just it was just an unbelievable game. No scoring, all defense. It that was, was a great series, Brodor against Belfour. Yeah, that was. That was a great but, series. Let's, let's jump back. So my prediction is in the Western Conference, 4-2 Blues. In the Eastern Conference, 4-1 Boston. What do you think? I'm going to go 4-2 Boston, 4-3 St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's definitely possible. I, I, I could definitely say the Western Conference is definitely more a, a coin toss there. You know, heads, heads or tails there. Yeah. But I, I feel like the Blues, bigger, better than the, than the Sharks. I think it's about time the Blues finally get to the Stanley Cup again. Besides I think the, Carolina's just so hot that Carolina's definitely going to get it. I think Carolina will get two because they are so hot and playing so well. But I feel like the Sharks Blue series is too much of a toss up just to call. I, I I can't not see that series going seven. Yeah, I can't see it. But if it does, I I'm going for Carolina because they have Mister Game Seven and Justin Williams there. Yeah. I I gotta go Carolina if it gets the Game Seven, but I highly doubt that. So, talking about hockey and clutch time and teams of destiny. Let's get into two little um, sports stories before we wrap up for the week. Uh, Rick, first, because we're talking about teams of destiny, Champions League. Oh, my God. And we, that actually may be our 50th episode. You, you being a Tottenham fan and I being a Liverpool fan. Like, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Yeah, man. Dude, I... I if it sucks that I had to work, I wish I could have watched that game for Liverpool, like that. It's like it shouldn't have happened. No, but with the with the goal differential there, be like they need that they need to win by four goals. 
to make it to the Champions Final. And they won 4-0. Against Barcelona. Barcelona. Against Messi. Against Messi. Like, how is that possible? Like, it, it makes no sense. I I really want the I really want Liverpool to win, but if they don't, I mean it's still incredible what we did against Barcelona. Yeah, dude, I both mean, teams between the miracle at Anfield. So um, obviously, if you guys haven't seen Liverpool, who was down three nothing on aggregate to Barcelona, like one of the most successful clubs in the entire world um, in history. Period. Uh, at Anfield, and Liverpool came back to win 4 nothing, which meant they went four, won 4-3 uh, on aggregate to advance to their second straight Champions League final. They lost to Real Madrid 3-1 last year. And Tottenham, who was down one nothing on aggregate to Ajax, had to go into Amsterdam and was down 2 nothing with 40 minutes to go. And Lucas Moura scores the game-winning goal with the last kick of the game in the 95th minute to put Tottenham through to their first ever Champions League final. Um, both incredible comebacks. And dude, if if you told me when I first you know started heavily watching soccer in 2014, and if you told me that Tottenham was really going to one day make a Champions League final, I would have thought you were out of your mind. Well, I mean. First off, I mean, Tottenham's been a great team for the past couple of years in yes. the which is also ending on Sunday. But Tottenham's been a very good team, definitely been a top four team in the Premier League for the past three to four years, I would say, at least qualifiers. So is it that shocking at this moment that they made it? No. But, I mean, they, they also, like you said, they also pulled off the impossible in a way they seem like a team of destiny too they were Tottenham was down and out they had one point off of their first three games in the group stage and then pulled off a miracle against PSV Inter in that infamous draw at Barcelona to get them into the group stage ran over Dortmund had the one of the most memorable games in Champions League history against Manchester City where they were saved by the VAR decision with Aguero being offside, and then to have this last-second kick, it almost seems like they could be a team of destiny. What the fuck? I'm saying Tottenham's a team of destiny. What the hell? For This isn't supposed to happen to us. Fate, fate always goes against Spurs, not for us. I think it sounds like it's it's uh, English World Cup, where Eng- England ha- definitely has huge champs, but they always fuck it up. Well, all both um, Europe finals this year are all Premier League teams. Champions League final is Tottenham Liverpool. Europa League finals Arsenal Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it has no words. We did. We, you and I definitely need to watch this together. If not, pull a few people together to watch it. So my brother is a huge, huge Liverpool fan. And watched the final last year. Still not over the final last year. And he was talking to me. He's like, you want to know what it's like to watch the Champions League final? It sucks. It's dreadful. Because you're just so on edge the entire time. I'm, I'm going to relate watching the Champions League final to watching Super Bowl 52. 
and I was just a nervous wreck the entire time. I was lying on the floor, biting my finger with my rosaries in one hand, and I had all my superstitions going. I remember uh, our good friend Mike opened up one of my beers at halftime. I was like, what are you doing? That's for the third quarter, not now. Like, like you blew it. You jinxed it. Um, and I could, I could totally see a Champions League final going the same way. But my brother was like, as long as it's tied or it's a one-goal game, you're just going to want to die. I, I, I asked him what he was doing. He said he's probably going to be sitting at home hiding under his blanket. Hey, um, man. If he wants to come down. We, we're, we're getting dinner. Um, my brother just moved back from uh, Dallas this weekend, so he's finally back in New Jersey and happy to have him home. But um, we, we've said we need to get dinner the night before, you know, somewhere along there. But... We said that even though it's a lot easier said than done, we'll be comforted knowing that one of us is going to be happy. That's so pathetic. Even though it's a lot more easier said than done. And, th- and I'm nervous because the last time our two teams played each other in a championship is when we were kids, we went to the NTAA Men's Lacrosse National Championships down in uh, Baltimore. I was a big Johns Hopkins fan, and he was he's a big Duke fan. And Hopkins won 12-11 in one of the most thrilling national championship games of all time for college lacrosse. And I'm just like, oh, God. I just, I, I, I've played so many theories in my head. I'm like, Klopp's never won a final. It's like 0-8 in cup finals or something like that. We've never been in the cup final. Liverpool's played us and beat us twice already, and it's hard to beat a team three times. But Liverpool's a pretty good team, but so are we. It's Cup finals come down to who's the best team on the day. You know, you don't, you don't have to be the best team all throughout the tournament. It's, if you get to the cup final, it's who's the best on the day. It's a one game. 90 or god forbid 120 minutes i don't know if i could do extra time of the champions league final that would be a nightmare <laughs> um but dude I, I will definitely give more of the preview next week for uh when we get into episode 50 but oh it's gonna be a wreck yeah dude i'm, I'm excited and Rick, lastly, to wrap up the show, I know you wanted to get into the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. So, I mean, history, as it's been well broadcast by this point, history was absolutely made the other the other day, uh, last last Sunday, my birth or Saturday, my birthday. So, uh, last Saturday, Kentucky Derby ended on a disqualification. Now, there's been disqualifications before for like people that have been fourth or fifth, so on and so forth, but never the leader. And it's it's quite amazing and shocking at the same time. Now, the, re- the reasons why I'm for this, the disqualification, was because, yes, the guy did interfere with another with another horse. Now, that horse did not win, so in a sense, that guy should not have should not have won but i'm against it because the horse that won was dominating the entire race maximum security was dominating the entire race 
So it goes into the question. Yeah, the person blocked one guy, but he was dominating the whole race and probably would have won whether that block was there or not. Right. So do you take it away or not? Um, I think history-wise, it's it's good. You're being consistent with the rules. But also, at the same time, you're definitely taking the chance away of seeing another Triple Crown, which is one of the hardest things that is possible in any sport. Virtually impossible up until the last 10 years where two of them have happened. Yeah, which you and I have said multiple times on the show we didn't think was ever going to happen again. Well, well, I mean, that was actually, yeah, right. That was actually probably right when we actually started the show. Bless you. Thank you. That was probably actually right when we started the show was when the first Kentucky Derby that we talked about, or first Triple Crown series that we talked about, and the guy, the guy won, uh, California Chrome, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So, I, I really, it's one of the more enjoyable things. And people say, yeah, you're not a true horse racing fan, but I do enjoy watching these three races out of the year. I get my fix in horse racing out of these three Saturdays of the year. So I, I want to see a triple crown because it's, in a way, virtually impossible. And now it's, gonna, it's virtually impossible now because, I'm sorry, Country House, who was a I, – I, it was a ridiculous odd. It was – I want to say either twenty to one or maybe even sixty to one. It was, it was something ridiculous. It was definitely a long shot. He was a long shot to win. He no way he's going to win because no way. I I don't think again another horse is going to do that in the lead again. So, am I upset? Yeah. Is it right? Yes. I, there's I, not going to be a triple crown because Country House isn't even running in the Preakness. Right. That, again, yeah, correct. Country House is not even running in the Preakness, so it's not even going to be the fact that he can run in the Preakness. He's just not in the Preakness. I don't know. I don't know the rules whether there's certain points he need to qualify against the Preakness compared to the Kentucky Derby, because I know there are different horses in each race, but it would have been nice to see. Now, is it ironic that the horse who is the favorite to win the Preakness is improbable? At two to one odds. Well, I believe that horse was the one that was supposed to be in the Kentucky Derby, but got sick. Yeah, correct. Right? I, I forget the name of that horse, but that horse was supposed to be in the Kentucky Derby, but got sick. So, what are you gonna do, man? It's pretty crazy out there. Yeah. Well, dude, believe it or not. Here we are, and we're on the dawn of episode 50, the next time that we get together and record. Yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, guys, here's the invitation we want to send out to all of you. If you guys got something you want us to do for episode 50, you guys got want anything special for us to talk about, um, any type of specials you want us to do, any segments, whatever it may be, please reach out to us on Twitter at WideOpen underscore sports because we'd really appreciate so we can celebrate 50 episodes with you, our Wide Open Sportscast family. Um, dude, it's crazy to look back, and you know, I still look back on that summer night. We were sitting out back behind my apartment like, hey, let's do this podcast, and here we are on the 
not only the dawn of episode 50 when the summer hits we'll be on two years yeah you know what's also crazy you're supposed to be moved out of that apartment by now what the hell happened oh here we are <laughs> here we call it living in new jersey and the rent for this apartment is great compared to everywhere else in the area and getting slammed with new jersey taxes yeah true yeah i believe that well guys this was the wide open sportscast episode 49 again you can find us on twitter at wide open underscore sports and don't forget to find us on soundcloud google play itunes and tune in at wide open sportscast and with that, the next time we see you all, we will be at the half century mark. And make sure you stay tuned for some updates on what's going to be happening with episode 50. My name is Feds. I'm Rick. Have a great day, everybody. Come on, you Spurs. Never walk alone. Could you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.